What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Yo, man? What's going on, B? Nothing. I'm trying to... I don't, we had to re-download everything, um, so I'm, I'm hoping you guys are getting this audio loud and clear. I'm hoping <laughs> that this is coming through. Oh, don't I, you hate it when people call you B? Didn't I hear that on the podcast? Yeah, before? I do. <laughs> you're a close friend, so that's fine. Okay. Plus, the, when when Joe calls me B, it gives me a little bit of street credit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, for any of you new to the program, we are going to recap this weekend sports. First, we will hit the main topics of the weekend. And then we will go through our quick hits. Quick, quick, quick. hits. Talking about some of the tertiary sports. Uh, WNBA playoffs just starting. Uh, that's going to be... Or not, the finals just starting. Excuse me. Uh, and then we will... Skip the walk-offs this week because Joe's got a busy work day. And then we're going to get to busy. the press conference where we'll pre- pedal our wares. But let's start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Fun fact, just for the listeners out there. Uh, Joe and I both have, have had hectic weeks. And <laughs> you know it's fun when you've been sober for over five years and you get on the Zoom and your co-host goes, what are you, hungover or something? Uh, <laughs> We're gonna power through though. Uh, early morning. You did the, you did the like uh, the the patented hungover move. Where yeah, you, the, like you pressed your eyeball lids back. The classic trope where I took my glasses. Yeah, off. Yeah, I was saying like, you uh, took your glasses off to do it <laughs> to kind of press on your eyelids. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> it is weird uh, for anyone listening who does a podcast. It is who does a pod. It is very uh, weird to roll right out of bed and then just start talking. It's like super to weird. host a show. Imagine, imagine me back in th- those fucking morning uh, Texas shows for me. Oh my god! Oh yeah, when you were in Texas and we were still oh trying to do it at like god. 8 a.m. <laughs> like rolling out of bed worst. at seven. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I, I was like, oh, it won't be an issue, and then I woke up like ten minutes before my alarm went off, and I saw that you had texted me, and you're like, hey, I'm ready, and I was like, I guess we'll go right now. And I literally rolled out right onto the computer, and I'm like, I feel like I'm talking funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, let's do it. Let's start it off. Let's get it uh, Big week this week. Uh, there was a game of sorts in the NFL. Some would say game of the week. Game, game of the week. Uh, Miami at Buffalo. So many questions we had coming into this game. So many. Uh, Joe, do you want to start it off? What, where do where are we at with the Bills on this offense? Because last week we had the same exact question for the team that they were playing against, and now we're having it for the Bills. I see what you did there. I was, I was happy you've caught that. <laughs> um, do the Bills have the best offense in the NFL? And also, does Miami have a defense problem we were unaware of? Um, I won't look. I'm never. I'm not gonna make any uh, proclamations about who has the best offense or whatnot because obviously a week later, oops, I just punched my mic for no reason. Uh, obviously a week later, uh, we don't have the answer to that. So, but the Bills' offense. By the way, I just want to say in my weekly pick 'em, I did pick the Bills. Uh, I felt like Miami was gonna have a fall back to grace. The the Denver's defense was worse than, and Miami's offense is really freaking good. But Denver's defense was worse than Miami's offense was good last week. That's really um, what I think ended up playing out. And people took that and tried to extrapolate extrapolate that into Miami being the best offense we've ever seen, even though we saw them have like 24 points the week before. But yeah. You can toss that up to it's a Bill Belichick defense. Da, 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 da. But Sean McDermott. I mean, for all the lack of success their offense has had probably, and their defense has had probably in some playoff games, they're still a really good defense. They're a top 10 defense in and out every year uh, uh, since he's gotten there. So 
but I think the Bills offense is really good. The Bills offense, uh, outside of the um, the loss to the Jets, they've been putting up points and they've had their margin of victory, their point differential wasn't that dissimilar to the Dolphins going into this game because you got to remember the Dolphins won their first game by two. They won their second game by, I want to say, a touchdown and then 50 points in the next game. And the Bills in their two wins post the Jets game, their margin of victory was about 50-odd points. So um, the Dolphins do kind of have a defensive problem. Uh, I noticed it in the first game <laughs> with the Chargers because that was a shoot em. Yeah. Uh, if not for Brandon Staley being an idiot, we'll Brandon get to Staley. that later. Uh, we can that game probably goes a different way. Um, but hey, but it's not no fault of their own. This game, they're also missing Jalen Phillips. Uh, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been able to play yet. Um, it's it's shocking that they didn't move their other corner around a little more. Yeah, um, that was a big problem. Yeah, they kept them on one side the entirety of the game, but um. I think I think uh, their defense is only going to improve as the season progresses. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because um, the corner that they had on Stephon Diggs, um, I do, I do you, I show you? Oh, okay. uh, he is the slot corner, so he normally goes against uh, the slot wide receiver. For those of you listening who are uninitiated, but we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? Um, a slot wide receiver is normally between the five eight and five ten. About 150 to 200 pounds max, uh, for the most part. Think Julian Edelman. Think uh, Christian Kirk. These are like what slot guys are normally built. Uh, Stephon Diggs is six four, 230 pounds. He had the, the corner that they put him up with. Had I no cannot shot. believe that's true. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I'll Stephon look Diggs right looks like one of the slightest men I've, I've walked the earth. Six you, you four. You've uh, lost your mind. Stephon He's Diggs. six foot one ninety one. I'm like, what are you six talking foot. about? <laughs> well, that's just how imposing you he made him. AJ Brown. I'm like, what no. the world? I was thinking Calvin Johnson. Uh, <laughs> that's how imposing he was going against the corner. So wow, I can't believe he's only one ninety one. Yeah, he's, he's, he's two hundred pounds. He's a speedster. Um, a so but still, as well. yeah, God, he is small. Uh, <laughs> Going against the, the the corner he was going against is five nine I want to say is what they said on the broadcast and you could tell there was a, like a big physicality difference um, and so and also the thing I want to touch on too is that uh, Miami not only was missing uh, Jalen Ramsey which is what led to the the slot corner being on Stephon Diggs but it's the NFL we talk about this every week there all these guys get paid all these guys were the best players on their college teams. And they went to some of the best colleges known for football in the country. Like this idea, and it's so frustrating, this idea that it's like, oh, they're trash, they're trash. And I say this all the time, that you don't know somebody's name until you know somebody's name. Nick Collins, the Houston Texans had no wide receivers. Now all of a sudden Nick Collins is like a number – Nico, excuse me, thank you. Nico Collins is like a number one wide receiver in fantasy. But no, at the start of the season, the Houston Texans were trash. They didn't have anybody on the team, blah, blah, blah. So it's just so frustrating Sounds that, like a man whose team lost to the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say fantasy because I'm dominating fantasy right now. But it's just, I think that Miami had a good game. Denver's defense obviously is abysmal um, in the sense that they had 70 put on them, which hadn't happened since the 60s. But that doesn't translate week to week in the NFL. Also, RIP our guy, Mike McDaniels. That's that. That's a tough look, bro. That's a... Did you see he came out with those shades on? He looked good. I would say the first half. I mean, let me not say the first half. The uh, first quarter because it got. I was gonna say it got out of control real fast. Like the first quarter and a half, when it was like every possession somebody scored, it was like four straight possessions, yeah, or five straight possessions there. where there was a touchdown. It was like, oh my god, this is gonna be the greatest game ever, and then it just stopped for Miami. <laughs> it was five. It was five straight possessions because we got to the Bills bar a little into the second quarter, like barely into the start of the second quarter. And I noticed the score was like 14-21. And I was like, yeah. wow. And I went with Tracy and all her Bills fans, friends. And they were like, this is going to be a shootout. No team's even punted yet. Every team who's touched the ball scored a touchdown. And then literally, as they're saying this, three, the Dolphins punts. went like three and out. Yeah, yeah I was like, the Miami punts it like the next three times. And the Bills just go down and score. One um, of those Stefan Diggs touchdowns was amazing. 
he's like getting tackled by four people, somehow oh, spins yeah. out of that and just streaks up the side. That's why I thought I always thought he was bigger than he was. Because normally no. my first wide receiver in fantasy is a big guy like AJ Brown or it used to be Calvin Johnson back in the day. And Stefan Diggs is normally that guy. Yes. I didn't realize he was so slight. Uh, yes. God, it goes against everything I believe in. Um, <laughs> moving on to another game. This was the big game. This was the primetime game. Definitely not game of the week material, though. But it was up there. And this goes back. Sorry. Thank you. I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at my recorder. Uh, this goes back to what I was just saying about it's the NFL. Everyone gets paid because the Kansas City Chiefs go into New York, the Meadowlands technically New Jersey and beat the Jets 23 to 20. Um, so many questions. First of all, I didn't think the Jets were allowed to score that many points because Zach Wilson apparently is the worst quarterback that's ever walked the face of the earth. And second of all, aren't the Kansas city chiefs supposed to have this juggernaut offense? Um, Taylor switch was there to motivate them. So two questions for you, Joe, did Zach Wilson prove something to us? And I can't believe I'm saying that. And also, has the shed caught up with Kansas City? Um, I thought we'd make it two weeks without mentioning her name. We made it all of last week and it never got mentioned. I thought we could yeah. do it. Uh, but it's the topic of conversation, Joe. Zach Wilson, uh, he didn't prove anything. Didn't prove anything. Yeah. I was a little uh, shocked you even had that in the rundown. I was about to say, he had a drive, maybe a drive and a half for a quarter. Uh, he made a couple things happen. That's not – no one said he couldn't possibly get anything done. It's consistent, competent quarterbacking. Can he do that? I do not think so. Um, that fumble was – I mean, that sucks. Uh <laughs> I, I don't want to throw him under the bus for that, but that sucks. <clears throat> and this was a bizarre game. I will say that. This was a bizarre game, like, outside of how the game played itself. Because I was watching this peripherally as I was doing some work over the weekend. And every time I looked up, I was like, wow. This, I, I look up, and I'm like, this game is over. It's 17-0. Every time I look up, Pacheco's running for 30 yards, it feels like. And then I look back and I'm like, how did the Jets get how two? How are they still in it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, how did the Jets have nine or ten or whatever? And I'm like, wait, what is going on? Why is this game so close? <laughs> and then that final that final drive or after the fumble, uh, I'm like, hold on. The Chiefs have had the ball for seven minutes. They got the ball at the 50. And the furthest they got after holding the ball for seven minutes, starting at the 50, they only got to, at the end, like the three-yard line on a 15-yard scramble from Patrick Mahomes. Like, that was the most ridiculous final drive to a game I've ever seen. The amount of penalty flags, the amount of times they had to go back and forth and back and forth, first down, no first down. Like, it was so insane and sloppy. Um but I think, I mean, to a degree, all the flies were justified. I, I think the, the Sauce Gardner one was justified. His hand was up around his neck. Like, you can't do that. No matter, no matter how many times you post something on Twitter, Sauce. Not how, uh, not how it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't negate how the game is played on the field. So, um, I think Kansas City, I think the shed is catching up to them to, to answer that question. Um, somebody made a great point. It might have been Tadano on Around the Horn yesterday. He said, uh, this is feeling like Tom Brady in New England where it's like, okay, we win. Now do it with less. We win. Now do it with less. Yep. Like we're going to keep unloading things until the point, until we figure out the breaking point. Yeah, it's um, also this, this Kansas City doesn't have the weapons they normally do. But this Jets defense, let's not let's not forget. Just because that offense really is defense. trash, this defense is very good, very very good. Um, lots of first round picks, lots of top tier talent. Um, obviously, the picks don't really matter, as Joe loves to point out. Just because they were taken in the first round doesn't mean that. And Zach Wilson is proof positive of that because he was the second overall pick in the draft, wasn't he? Second, third, yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. The milf hunter himself. Um, but yeah, I he was second. Second, yeah, that's because it was. Damn, who's first that year? Was that's not Burrow's year? 
No. No, no that was um. Because <clears throat> Zach and then it's Trey Lance. Yeah, because Trey Lance went third. Yeah. Uh, Scott Mac Jones, obviously. He Who's 15. the number one pick of the twenty-one draft? It's somebody we know is gonna. When you say it, it's gonna kill me. Trevor Lawrence. No, he was. Uh, yeah, it is Trevor Lawrence. It is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm like, it is Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. God damn it. Yeah. I can't believe Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are the same age. Or not the same age, but you know what I mean. The I was like, wait a second. But yeah, I, I, the, the Jets do have a good defense. Kansas City is going to be fine. But I completely agree with your George Sedano point. That's That's very interesting, and I never put two and two together. But, you know, they have the $500 million man, and they're just like, oh, he'll figure it out, he'll figure it out, he'll figure it out. And it gets to a point where you're like, hey, guys, I don't want to have to do this every week. Like, can I have some weapons, please? 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 It'd be nice to have a weapon every once in a while. Yeah. Look at that. Right on time. Speaking of weapons. Speaking of weapons. All right, I don't know why Joe has this in the rundown. Uh, oh, Denver, this was the other game of the week. I mean, going Broncos, into the week, I did not, I did not watch a second of this game. Really? My Robon. gosh! <laughs> um, you know what I had? I had my clicker. Uh, Denver Broncos at going the into Chicago going into Bears. the week. It was uh, we got the what could be like the most explosive game with Miami Buffalo, and then we got the game of ineptitude <laughs> the <toilet laughs> between it's the toilet Denver pool. exactly. So, like, which um, team is going to mess this up and get shit talk this week? I did see enough on on this game, uh, like, as far as highlights and stuff. Uh, so, a couple of things. Denver, is their defense just – is it historically bad, or did they prove something this past weekend? And then Eberflus has to be the first coach fired. I think we all agree here. Um, the odds are pretty low for that. Joe, take it away. You watched this whole game. What you what you take away from it? Whole game is a, is a stretch, my boy. Um, you but, were wired. You were locked into this. <laughs> I, it was. I had it on a separate screen. Eagles game. Be damn. Overtime. Who cares? I'm watching Denver Chicago. Hey, if Vin Diesel taught but, us anything, um, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Go. Birds. But um, Chicago. Chicago offense looked really good in the first half of this game. Uh, Justin Fields had like his best passing game ever as a pro. 23 uh, 24 say. in the first quarter. Yeah, but I say, yeah, did he have three touchdowns in the first quarter too, right? Yep. All his touchdowns were there. Um, so, yeah, they looked unstoppable. Uh, sorry, he had another touchdown in the, the fourth quarter as well. In the third quarter, sorry. Um, they looked unstoppable. And that's because Denver does have the through four weeks the worst defense historically by DVOA. This is worse than the um, 2008 Lions, the Lions that went 0 and 16. It's insane. It's hard to comprehend uh, because they have one of the best corners, I believe, Patrick Sertan the second. Um, even though DJ Moore did give him some work, uh, DJ Moore finally looked like DJ Moore of old. <clears throat> finally looked like as advertised. Yeah, but Eberflus will be fired because despite putting up 21 points in the first half, um, despite Justin Fields having one of his best performances ever, um, I mean, he did have a super costly fumble there in the fourth quarter that led to a scooping score. He led his team to a game-winning, what should have been a game-winning drive. And Eberflus elected to go for it on fourth and one after lining up to go for it on fourth and one and calling a timeout where you had the element of surprise, will they, won't they. Then you bring them back after the timeout and now we know you got to go for it because you can't call two timeouts back-to-back. And you run a running play out of the shotgun, handing it to your smaller back in Khalil Herbert. Mind you, you once had David Montgomery, who's now getting every short yardage for the Detroit Lions. 
Um, destroying people's fantasy, by the way. Destroying people's fantasy. Everybody thought Jahan Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Sorry, he has too many syllables in that damn name. Um, <laughs> you see the way he spells it? it does that's what, that's what like I meant. It. He has too many consonants in that damn name. Is what I meant and apostrophes. Now, there's no apostrophe in there. You're doing a thing. Um, I thought there was. I thought it was J A no apostrophe in there. Don't get mad at me. There's a lot no of apostrophes, apostrophes in, in there. God damn it! But um, yeah. So even flus elect to go for it on fourth. I love how one, you mispronounced they it. They don't get you came after me. <laughs> well, you gave me. You gave me some ground there. Um, they elect to go for it on fourth and one, which was dumb. They should have just kicked the field goal to go up 31-28. Uh, and then Denver gets the ball, and they kick the field goal to go up 31-28. And that's the ball game, folks. That's all she wrote. So, Iberflus, terrible coach, terrible decision. Denver's defense, my gosh. Van Joseph, I don't know if you're going to survive the year, my guy, because you look they look abysmal. Yeah, I, we don't even need the whole five minutes on this. This was not the best game in the world. Um, but it was surprising, the comeback. That that was shocking. Uh and Justin Fields, I believe we had this. I know I had this. Uh, but this happens. I feel oh, like this, happens real, this is not the game to say we had this. He had a really no, good game outside That's of the football. But this is very interesting, the fact that Justin Fields, on his decline, when everyone's like, he can't win a game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, good stats, but they still lost. Now C.J. Stroud looks good. So my whole Ohio, no, don't ever take a quarterback from Ohio State theory is crumbling again. Last year, Justin Fields had a breakout year, so it didn't work. And then Justin Fields came back to earth. And now C.J. Stroud's having a breakout year, his rookie year. So I don't know. I don't know, fucking know what to think. But yeah. C.J. Stroud is balling. He is him. I see. I was say, he has no interceptions through four no. weeks. No, and they kept bringing that up on the broadcast when we played against them. And I was like, oh, he's obviously going to throw a pick <laughs> in this game, obviously. Didn't no, happen. didn't happen. Torch the Pittsburgh defense. That was insane. God, that was. You know why I know that? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You know why I know that? Because you had the Pittsburgh defense and fantasy. In every fantasy fucking league. So damn. Of course you did. So ridiculous. Actually, I have the Eagles in one league. But that wasn't that wasn't good either. Alrighty. (laughs) But that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. Um, I hit the wrong button. I meant to hit. All right, it is now time for one more round where we will spend just a minute on these different games. I'll start it off talking about the Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Excuse me. The Rams end up winning this game. Uh, it was actually a really good game. I, I'm So a couple of things uh, to take away from this game. Uh, the Rams are good, apparently, this year. Aaron Donald is playing out of his mind. I just want to pull something up from this game. Uh, it looks like the Aaron Donald of old, which is actually really cool to see. It's because he was going to retire this year. And just trying to buy time. Oh, yeah. So the Colts. Uh, did not look like the team that they did look like last week. Uh, it was 14 to nothing going in to the second quarter. Uh, the Rams put him on him. Matthew Stafford. I, I don't think at this age, though, he can be throwing for 40 to attempts. Uh, Anthony Richardson came back, looked pretty good, but uh, still a little worried about him. In the red zone, he is a highlight reel. Every time you watch him in the red zone, you're like, oh, but then during the game, he destroyed a playoff game. Uh, uh, Fantasy game for me this week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But then you'll see him like in, on like the 45-yard line, and then he makes some boneheaded throw, and you're like, what is happening? Uh, so it's just it's it's him at Florida all over again. But, yeah, uh, the Colts, I think, are going to be a decent team, and the Rams are way better than I expected. One more round. Uh, I have the privilege of discussing uh, the Chargers versus the Raiders. Um, the game of... Two coaches who probably should be fired, in all honesty. In all honesty, um, Josh McDaniels, though, I mean, started a rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell, uh, could have won this game. Um, aside from the fact that they had zero people to protect this kid, he got sacked seven times. Khalil Mack turned back the clock. Uh, he had six sacks of his own 
on his own. <clears throat> and then uh, on the other side of the field, um, I will say, I went to sleep on this game, Brennan. You want to know how much... Uh, fell out. You want to know how much offense the Chargers produced before I went to sleep? How much? Yeah, 24 points before I went to sleep. You know how much I woke up to them having? How much? 24 points, Brennan. I don't yeah. know how they didn't <laughs> score again in this game. I'm still perplexed by this. Um, Herbert had a god-awful game. Just, I mean, looking at the statistics, um, maybe it looked different in real time. Maybe it looked different in that half of me sleeping. A lot of sh- I'm assuming they had a lot of short field goal, uh, short um, field position. The O'Connell had two fumbles. The he didn't break 200 yards. He had an interception. Like what? I thought Kellen Moore was going to fix all this. And and let's not forget Brandon Staley went for it on fourth and one. Almost gave the game away again, like he did against uh, what's that team? That team that's stupid in uh, Minnesota. He almost like he almost gave the game oh, to the yeah. Vikings. If what's the name doesn't throw it away, he almost gave this game away uh, to the Raiders. So, Whew. one more round. Just real quick, Aiden O'Connell, bad, but didn't look as bad as I thought he would. Actually looked somewhat competent in certain positions. He was right there to win the game. They, I mean, they were yeah, close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> also, did you see that late hit? If not for an uh, interception, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was a – they had the ball on the Chargers three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why not <laughs> hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs there? Did you see the late hit? What are you doing? No, not into this late hit. You didn't see it all over Twitter? No, this is, I, I went to sleep, like I said. Um, number 90 for the Raiders who used to play for the Chargers. Jacob Tilly, I want to say. Okay. Tillery. Sounds about right. Uh, he, Justin Herbert, was clearly going out of bounds. Literally, I think, put it one of his feet out of bounds. And oh, he wow. just rocked him. Oof. And it was on the Chargers bench, which was stupid. Uh, so the entire bench cleared. Like, everyone tried to fight him. He was immediately ejected and he might oh, be wow. suspended moving forward. Uh Speaking yeah, of, Justin was, Herbert did pick up an injury in this game. Hurt his yeah, finger. His non-throwing hand. The middle finger on his non-throwing hand. Um, I'm going to talk about a game. Dun, 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 Oh, I thought you were going to hit the sounder. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I heard, heard your sounder. I heard your mouse click, but then I didn't hear the sound go off. <laughs> That's okay. We can waste a lot of time before talking about this game because there's nothing really to talk about. The Jaguars are back, baby. Duval in is London. in the building. Jacksonville is back. Um, we beat the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, put it on them, some would say. I watched this entire game start to finish uh, from my phone. Uh, it took place in London, 23-7. to So a couple of things. Not It was proof positive that if the Jaguars can stay out of their own way, that they can do pretty well um, as far as penalties and drops and dumb shit like that but it's also very concerning that we were dominating this game and six of those 23 points came from the defense and we were supposed to have this vaunted offense and we couldn't even put up 30 points so not awesome especially since we're going against the best offense in the nfl next week in the bills so we'll see what happens also you had like two interceptions that get you got you great field position yeah well one was a pick six and then the other one was great field position and then we should have had a third um, <clears throat> if I can make one comment on this game, did watch this, uh, watched it, uh, in two forms of fashion, watched it in Andy's room. That was, that was fun. That was fun. Oh, once yeah. they, once they fixed all the kinks and whatnot, that got fun. Um, it really tripped me out. Uh, I think I had the, uh, Twitter text discord line of the day. Uh, Desmond Ritter stinks, Brennan. He stinks in Atlanta. He stinks in America. He stinks in London. And he stinks in Andy's room. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not the guy. Now, I just I just want to, before I go on to talk about my team's game, and I'm not deflecting here or anything, but I just want to point out that the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, who have used their first pick on Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, all this offensive talent. The second 
Lamar Jackson asked for trade requests. They said, no, we're good. No, nope, yeah, we that, don't want him. No, nope, we're good. Sense we're fine. No, nope, we got Desmond Ritter. He's the guy. He's the future. What? Are you telling me this, this team, team would, would not be, so be better good. if they did not have Lamar Jackson? What? Are you kidding me? You had the gall, the temerity to tell me that you were fine. You were okay. Your quarterback threw three interceptions in the first half. Maybe they're trying to get Caleb Williams on that Jesus uh, rookie Christ. contract. One more round. Don't get it. Go. Um, so, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Is that Stephen A? It was Stephen A. I was doing a Stephen A thing. There. That's what I thought. Uh, I was doing a Stephen A with my actual own take. But the Eagles are great and annoying. A Stephen Hey, um, as it were. Uh, the defense looked great last week, looked not great this week. Um, I don't know if that is attributed to all the injuries because we do have a ton of injuries. There's, there, Darius Slay uh, went out in this game for a few plays before coming back. Um, so that was good to see that he wasn't out the game entirely. Don't know why we keep playing Bradbury in the slot. I know Avante Maddox is currently out, and that's our primary slot guy. Put Keelan Ringo, put uh, Job in the slot. Like, don't have your all-pro corner in the slot for no reason. Like, have him on the outside, guys. Um, or I don't know if it was just Eric Bieniemy like, doing what he does. I mean, we did just see him... Uh, have a really good performance in the Super Bowl against this Eagles defense. Um, so he might know a thing or two uh, to, you know, give Sam Howell some good looks. But offense is moving in the right direction. The passing game is moving in the right direction. Two games now that A.J. Brown has exploded. Um Devonta Smith still doing what he does, getting big plays, making big time catches. Goddard getting worked in every day, uh, every now and again. Uh, Swift still being very effective on the ground. Um, so things are moving in the right direction. I actually saw some. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on to the college games. Uh, Jalen Hurts has the same amount of touchdowns on the ground and passing as he did last year. Eight total, not number lined up um he has more passing this year five than last year he had four last year was four passing four rushing this year it's five passion three rushing his completion percentage is actually better this year than last year um the yards are less this year than last year uh and his rating passer rating is less this year than last year so but not in a drastic way so it's more comparable than not i just think the thing i just think it is still to me is it's the play calling it's the pay caller brian johnson's first year doing it uh he just has to find the rhythm last year the offense moved so officially and effectively for it felt like four quarters every game whereas now there's a little Hitch, there's a little startup, there's a lot of start and stops. It's not as fluid as it could be, but 34 points this week. Well, we had 25 last week, 34 the week prior to. Like, there's still movement, but it's just not as pretty. It's a little gritty. Also, PSA, not everybody can do the brotherly shove. All right, moving on now. We are going to the NCAA uh, college football this weekend. There were some upsets, not as many as I thought that we were going to see, depending on what you consider an upset. Uh, Joe, and then we're going to play America's Favorite Game. Who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down? Joe, any big upsets this week? We had a lot of near upsets. We did have one big upset, but it took place on Friday. Oregon State and DJ Alugulule. You want to try that one more time? DJ Alugulule. Uh, DJ, your jugular, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they beat a Utah team who still hasn't had their like best quarterback play yet. So it was twenty-one-seven. It was a Pac-12 game, uh, soon to be known as the Pac-2. Very confusing. The the Pac-12 is cannibalizing itself. I mean, right yeah. now USC is the only hope. Um, 
save me, Obi-Wan. Your only hope. Uh, we had a near upset with Georgia and Auburn. Georgia winning by only seven points. Um, I think that's it. Well, we had a near upset with Colorado USC. Colorado, uh, after starting that game down and me being like, I am now watching You're not gonna an- talk about another the- blowout. Well, I would get to it. upset of the week. I'm like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to it. You literally just said, "I think that's it." That's why I was like, "Wait, okay, what? I, uh, let, let me finish." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said, "I think that's it." Let me finish. Uh, Colorado was down, down <laughs> early, 14-0 in the first quarter, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool." Uh, just what about my Saturday? And then I woke up later on, or not woke up, but. Later on, I looked and I was like, oh, wow, Colorado put 41 points on them. Uh, I think I had that with Lincoln Riley and his poor defensive coaching. He's an offensive coach, but his defenses just suck. Uh, That was my prediction as the better chance of them stealing a game off the two best teams in the conference. Uh, But they fell short because Caleb Williams threw six touchdowns of his own. Um, What's this game you're referring to? Oh, the LSU game? Yeah. Sorry. I can't tell. I can never tell if you're doing a bit or if you're actually like. No, nah, I forgot like, because LSU stinks to me. So I didn't really think it, they already yeah. had a loss. So them getting I know, a second but loss. on paper, it's the biggest upset of the week was 20, uh, no, number 20 Ole Miss going in or beating LSU in Oxford 55 yeah. to 49. 55 yeah, to 49. Goddamn, that was a shootout. LSU's not the team it was. Shout out to Lane. Lane train, baby. Choo choo. Uh, uh, Duke also should have won. They should have won that game. Beat uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets a touchdown late to give them the win. There, I was watching that game at work. That was a game, and it was funny because there were some like uh, Notre Dame fans at the bar, and I was cheering openly for Duke. There is another upset. I'm bugging you. You made me think there was an upset. I didn't watch a lot of college. I will say since uh, the Oregon loss. The rose has fallen off the butt a lot with me and my college football love. Also, Miami didn't have a game this week, so I wasn't sitting at, wasn't sitting on Saturdays uh, locked in. Wait, so are you saying you were a Fairweather Dion fan? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying because after week one, I said Dion got me back into college football. And it's because I had to be sitting at a TV watching oh, yeah. him and Miami so that I'd see other games as well. And then Oregon was like, you guys, and then you Oregon was like yeah, you're cool, man. You don't have to watch um, it anymore. But I forgot the Gators lost. The Gators lost thirty-three to fourteen up in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, the Gators, who thought they were thought they were on the right path after beating Tennessee, uh, got brought right back down to earth. So yeah, what is going on with this? Oh my God! Did you see these? Napier Kentucky? sucks. Napier. Sucks. Did you see these Kentucky numbers? Well, what was it? Their quarterback Devin Leary. Nine of nineteen for sixty-nine yards and a touchdown. Jesus Christ! They just ran the ball on them then. Yeah, uh, Ray Davis, twenty-six carries for two hundred and eighty yards. God damn! My man is five ten, two twenty. That's that. Oh, don't get in his way. Oh my God! That that's a bowling ball. That's a man built out of granite and stone. He Jesus looks. Christ. He looks like he's thirty-five in his picture. Well, COVID year, you know, a lot of people. God, <laughs> oh, it doesn't tell me his age, you son of a gun, ESPN. <laughs> All right, time for America's favorite game. Who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down? It's Joe. time for who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down. I need to get like some uh, 50s game show music to play behind dun, the scenes. All righty, everybody. Brennan, what do you want to know first? Who's in or who's out? Let's go with who's in. Who's in? Kentucky is in after beating... Uh, Florida with their big ball at granite at the running back position. Uh, they have ascended all the way to the number 20 spot. They're 5-0. and I don't know if you know that, Brandon. They were unranked mm-hmm. before, 5-0 team. Unbelievable. Also, who's in? Louisville is in. They're at the 25 spot. They're also 5-0, and shockingly enough. Um, so that's it for who's in, who's out. Uh, Florida is out after losing that game to Kentucky, going from 22 to out of here. And Kansas is out, going from 24 to out of here. I don't even know what happened to them. I didn't see them. Did they have a game this week? What happened there? Um, But, yeah, that's who's in, who's out. Who's up and who's down? Brennan, I'm going to go with the down first, the biggest fall from Grace, from 13 to 23 LSU with their two losses. They have dropped. They have plummeted all the way down. 
Uh, and the second biggest drop, Utah. Still, we have not seen Cam Rising, who we've been uh, hearing all these glowing things about. But they've fallen eight spots from 10 to 18. Uh, we had some move it, movement up in the top half as well. USC went down one spot from eight to nine now after that close game against Colorado. And them looking a, a bit unimpressive defensively. Uh, Duke, after taking that loss to Notre Dame, they fall in two spots down to 19. We had Tennessee go down one spot. That's it for who's down. Who's up? We got a lot of movement on the upswing here, Brennan. So let's start at the top. Oregon goes up to number eight. Notre Dame goes up to number 10. Alabama goes up to 11. Somehow they're going to make it in. You know it. I know. We all know it. Uh, all know Oklahoma it. goes up two spots to 12. Washington State, Washington State, I want to say uh, one of three undefeated teams in the Pac-12 right now. Goes up three spots to 13. Miami goes up a spot to 17. Fresno State goes up. Mizzou goes up. Ole Miss goes up four spots to 16. Oregon State goes up four spots to 15. Brennan, it is a wild and wacky college football season. We don't know who's good. We don't know who's bad. Well, we do know who's bad. Uh, and for some reason, I'm getting nervous because Texas might be the best team. Texas is back, baby. Because it's not Georgia. Georgia's had a lot of nail biters. Yeah, it's not Georgia. Georgia's out. The last couple of weeks. Uh, Michigan also very good, actually. But I don't know how good the Big Ten is that I think the Big Ten is always fool's gold. Um, it's funny because I always think the SEC is fool's gold. I was going to say, uh, the Big Ten and SEC kind of have the similar problem to me. They're, uh, they're, they're very top-heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Super top-heavy. Super top-heavy. So, All right. Until we That's get to rivalry, you really don't know anything. But, Brennan, you're right. That is it. Moving on, we've left out uh, Major League Baseball for most of the year this year because we kept saying, well, it's a long season, it's a long season, it's a long season. Well, the season has now come to a close, the regular season. We are moving on to the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Uh, Joe, what do you got What do you got going on for this? You, you're you a resident of baseball guy. What do you got going on here? Oh, man. Y'all just caught me. Um, Uh-oh. Do we need to put the timer on for this one? Uh, no. Um, so we got the Rays will be playing the Texans, tech, the Rangers. Sorry. I hate the Texans. Name. Well, they're the Texas Rangers. So yes. those are, um, Toronto will be playing the Twins. The Brewers will be playing the Diamondbacks. And my Miami Marlins, who made it, uh, will be playing the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle's Philadelphia Phillies. Boo. Boo. Um, I got the Marlins advancing. I have the Brew Crew advancing. I have the Blue Jays advancing. And I have the Rays advancing. That's how I have it playing out for the first wild card round. The only wild card round, really. Who do you have winning the World Series? Um, My heart obviously wants to go with the Marlins. Because anytime we've made it in a full 162-game season, Brennan... Anytime we've backed our way into the wild card position, we've won the World Series. So, but it's hard not to look at the Braves, who are one in runs scored, I believe, one in RBI, one in uh, stolen bases, one in home runs. They have one of the best pitching rotation. They're a really freaking good team. <laughs> it's hard not to look at that. But, Braves team of past have not been as good as this Braves team, but Braves team of past have won pennants year after year after year after year and come up short year after year after year in the postseason. Uh, that run in the 90s earned them one championship. Um, so hopefully, you know, they're still the Braves and they, you know, fall on their faces in the postseason. But between Matt Olsen, Ronald Acuna, Strider, that team just looks like it has every answer uh, for every possible scenario. Am I crazy? There's so there's six teams from each league that makes the the playoffs. Yes, and then they do the wild. No, card. seven now, seven now, seven now. Yeah, because they actually added an extra wild card team. 
I don't so see the, the Dodgers would be uh, the other. The actual wild card team this year is the Diamondbacks. They're the okay. third uh, wild card team, but the Braves and the Dodgers now have a bye week, basically. But that's six. Atlanta, Los Angeles, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, Arizona. That's only six. Is that right? Say it again. Atlanta, L.A., Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, Arizona. It's six. It's seven in the NFL. It is six. It is six. It is six. The NFL seven. Sorry. It used to be. Five, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. Added, and they added the wild card. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was just like, confused because <laughs> I was trying to see like a whole uh, playoff breakdown, and ESPN has it really weird where you, if you click the wild card, it just shows you obviously the wild card games, and I'm like, where are the where are the Dodgers? Where are the? Yeah. And then I was like, wait, how many teams are in this? Um, <laughs> six. The NFL threw me off. The NFL used to be six, and then added one, which is seven. Yeah, now it's seven. I've Baseball got Tampa was Bay. five. They added one. Tampa Bay, wow! Not even the O's. The O's are the better team. They they, they won the no. division. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. We've seen the O's collapse in the past, and we'll see it again in the future. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay or Miami? Going Florida, straight goons. Wow, we Florida, go. Florida all the way. Um, God, if the Marlins were to win, I would be insufferable. You hear me, Kyle? You hear me, Kyle? Yeah, didn't his uh, Phillies just win? You'd be surprised how quick. And- quick, Mayman hits. Quick hit. They did not all right. win. They. Came up Lost. short in the uh, the final game there. I think they won six, though. That was pretty good out of them. Time for the quick hits. Quick! We're going to be super quick. Uh, Joe, WNBA finals are underway. Who you got? All right. The finals are set to commence here. When does, when does, when is game one? I should know this. Uh, game one is Sunday. Jeez. Yeah, they waited a whole week for this. Game one will be Sunday. We got the matchup that everybody wanted to see. We got the two best teams, uh, the Liberty and the Aces. The Liberty beat the Connecticut Sun in order to get here. Their Aces swept the Dallas Wing in order to get here. Um, And I got to say, I'm sticking with my preseason prediction. Even though Candace Parker will not be there, the Aces seem to be on a mission, especially now after Breonna Stewart won the MVP in a close race. I don't know how the hell somebody voted uh, Asia Wilson fourth place in one of those votes. But, hey. Um, But, yeah, I think the Aces, they've done this already. Uh, for the Liberty, Brianna Stewart's the only one that has done this. John Quill Jones hasn't won. Um, uh, well, Courtney Vandersloot also won. Sabrina Inescu, this is her first final. Uh, whereas the Aces, up and down the entire roster between Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, uh, they were all there last year when they won. I think they're going to run this back. They brought in Alicia Clark to be the sixth woman of the year. Um it would be great. I would have a lot more confidence if Candace Parker was there. But even without Candace Parker, Asia Wilson being the defensive player of the year and the run she's had through these postseasons so far, um, that last Dallas game notwithstanding, uh, it was a little super low-scoring game. I think like 61-64. She had like 13-13. But, yeah, no, they seem like they're on a mission. Becky Hammond is pissed, uh, pissed that Asia Wilson didn't win MVP. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that. Every press conference, she's basically coming with stats saying that, oh, I guess I should have just played her in the fourth quarter of blowouts because that's where I guess the the margin of error was. So I think the Aces win this. Boom. Brandon, who you got? I've got the Liberty, man. I live in New York. What are you talking about? Uh, loser. All right. Uh, soccer corner. I'm just going to take this one over right quick. Uh, the Inter Miami, they played in the U.S. Open Lamar Hunt Cup, however the heck that's pronounced. Uh, they lost. Messi did not play. They gave up two goals to the Houston Dynamos rather early. Um, I think we got one later. So it ended up being 2 1, but it wasn't that close a contest. They, they were better than us on that day. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, in the Premier League last week where we left off, Fulham was getting ready to play Norwich in the Carabao Cup. We beat them 2-1. Uh, they got a late goal to to get that one and kind of save face. But um, we saw a lot of good performances from uh, Alex Awobi, one of our new signees. 
and uh, a right back whose name I'm not 100% sure on how to say as of right now. Uh, French, you know, it gets it gets difficult, all these different pronunciations. Uh, but yesterday, Monday, uh, we played Chelsea in our Premier League game, uh, and we got our heads caved in rather quickly. <laughs> uh, they got up on us 2-0, like, within five seconds of each other, the first and second goal. Um, and that was pretty much, that was all she wrote. We played better in the second half, but we could never make up the ground as far as the two goals. We never got a goal in. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking of a, an analogy for some of those people who don't really watch soccer and don't understand like the, the machination of what the roster has gone year over year. And I was thinking of you in particular, Brennan. <laughs> so, uh, we lost our, our best goal scorer probably in, maybe in club history. Uh, and Alexander Mitrovic, he left in the transfer window to go to Al-Halal uh, in Saudi Arabia. And it's like, it's not like losing your star quarterback. I made sure to make this make sense in my mind. It's not like losing your star quarterback. But it's like, so I thought of the Eagles and there was another team. Oh, I thought of the Eagles and the Bengals. So the year before Jamar Chase gets there and the year before A.J. Brown gets there, the team needs a go-to person. So the Eagles go out, they get A.J. Brown. The, the Bengals, they draft Jamar Chase. And that makes everyone's life easier. It makes the other receiver who was the number one, he's now a number two. His life becomes easier because he's seeing less double teams. The field is a little open for him. It makes the job easier for the quarterback because the quarterback can just toss it up to his number one because he has that much confidence in them. It's as if A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase left their respective teams. And now it makes Devontae Smith the number one. Jalen Hurts, there's more that he has to do. There's more for the running backs to do. Joe Mixon has to pick up some slack. So it's we're missing our premier ball getter. And the people who we've gotten to replace them, good in different aspects, but it it feels like it's taking some confidence and some quality away because we don't have the sense that all we need to do is put it around him and he's going to make something happen, whether it's put it in the back of the net, set somebody else up because he's going to attract so much defensively. Um, and he's such a bigger body that he can just kind of move people around. So I still think we're going to stay up. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that we're going to stay up because our team is just too talented on its own and our coach is too good tactically in his own right but the season we had last year I don't want to say we took it for granted because we knew in the moment that it was something special and we didn't want to lose Mitrovic I mean Tony Khan uh, I give him shit in other areas because of uh, his transfer window antics and whatnot but he wanted he didn't want to give Mitro up at all and it wasn't until Mitro kind of forced his hand and wanted to leave and Al-Halal finally put up the money um, that they finally decided to let him walk. But it's going to it's gonna take – it happened so, so recently that it's going to take a while for it to uh, rectify itself, the situation to rectify itself as far as having confidence in uh, our strikers because – Vinicius is getting a lot of lucky ones. Um, he's just – the balls are falling to him, right place, right time, and he's getting a couple every now and again. Uh, but Raul Jimenez still has not scored since, like, March of something. Like, we got him from another team, and prior to that, he hadn't scored since March. The season last year ended in May, so he went about two months of the rest of that season without scoring and has not scored since coming to Fulham. In club team, he scored in international friendlies for Mexico, but he has not scored for club yet. So, as you can tell in my voice, I'm I'm, I'm right. broken. I've You're gone broken. way over time here. 
Yeah, we're way over. Do you want to? Do we need to talk about Canelo? Uh, Canelo Alvarez, one of the best boxers. He fucking beat Charlo's ass. Charlo looked scared from jump. He respected him too much. Gave up too much space in the ring to let Canelo just walk up and down. And I had a fun thing that happened with this fight. Kill him, but I got him knocked down. Second knockdown ever in Charlo's career. But boom. No, I just got an email from Roku. At like 11.45 at night, I'm on the train going to my girlfriend's house. Roku! And Roku was like, hey, here's your invoice for purchasing the Canelo fight. And I panicked because I don't watch boxing. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like emailed Roku and I'm like, I logged into my account and there's some new random credit card on there. So I delete that payment. Like I'm freaking out that someone hacked me. And then just I had a girlfriend. No, no, no. no. I had a weird sense. And so I text Savannah, my (laughs) ex-girlfriend, and I was like, hey, all the electronics in that house are still registered, like, under me, like, the Rokus and the TVs and everything, like, all the passwords are mine. And, like, so I text Savannah, and I go, hey, weird question. Are you and your new dude watching (laughs) boxing tonight? And she was like, yeah, how do you know that? And I go, because it's all still my stuff. Like, it's all still my account. I get emails whenever you do anything on the TVs. Oh, um, that's funny. And trust me, listeners, I don't want it to be this way. She's just obscenely lazy and will not just switch this switch stuff over. over. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it's fine just the way it is. And I'm like, it's not fine. Cause then I get an email like once every three months about like, hey, your ex is watching this with her new boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> but, she but hey, just you were on the it. train on the way to your new your girlfriend. Yeah. So. But oh, it was just so. funny because I saw that and I go, Boxing is such an out there thing. Like, it's yeah. so niche that I was like, uh, nobody. No I must have been hacked. I must have been hacked. Uh, There's but yeah, no Canelo, other response to this that I've Big been fight. It was, dude, it was $100 for that fight. I, Jesus. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I saw I the invoice. It was like 97 link. bucks. And I was like, and it was so funny because my immediate, after I did all of that and got her text where she's like, yeah, sorry. Uh, we put it on a new credit. We put it on a different credit card. So we didn't think you'd even see it. My you whole, were like. I'm going to start buying things. I was like, why did I delete the credit card? Uh, I could have bought every service on Roku ever. (laughs) Just buy the lifetime subscriptions for them all. Yeah, pretty much. No, man. That's not a thing. (laughs) That's not a thing. Where are we going? Press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right, Joe, let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the uh, on the network at a new co is the website. A new low is the big show. Who does a podcast is where me, Colin, my brother Rick, uh, review a musical uh, once every two weeks. We're doing a little shop of horrors this week. Um and don't forget to check out my website, joedorval.com. You can check out my music, my merch, new album coming out next week, literally a week from now. Uh, it'll be coming out called Outside. I revealed it's the exciting. title. Revealed the title. Comes out October 11th. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait for people to hear it. Me and Brennan. Brennan will be the second person to hear it. My girlfriend heard it this weekend. Brennan will get the album right after we record, and we will discuss it on his podcast that will be out next Wednesday, Wednesday, next Monday. Brennan, talk about that podcast. So. Oh, yeah. I've got a podcast called Brennan Tassif is Your Ex Drinking Buddy. I have guests on, and we talk about their best and worst drinking drug party stories, getting in trouble stories. Joe's going to come on. We're going to talk New York. We're going to talk Vegas. We're going to talk about the new album. It's going to be a big, fun blast. Um also, you can check out my website, brennantcomedy.com. And uh, Joe, you just made a face and threw me off. I thought I said something wrong. I was going to say, I don't know if everything you said I'm going to actually talk about. but Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. There has to be stories it. that pertain to it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Come on, just let me sell it. God, get out of your I'm own way, saying. Joe. Sorry. I'm selling it over here, man. Sorry, I, I made a face. You commented on the face. I know, because you <laughs> threw me off because I was like, wait, are we not going to talk about anything? Uh and then, yeah, check out my merch store, BrennanTComedy.com uh, slash merch dash store. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got going on. Oh, yeah. And I did a one man show that I'm very, very proud of. Uh, check it out on Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. 
All right, Brennan, get me out of here so I could probably sneak to get some basketball in before my work meeting later. All right, and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Matthew Judon going to miss three months with a torn bicep. The only hope that defense had. 